Today's episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network brought to you by ZipRecruiter. The best teams start with great talent. Talent like, I don't know, Patrick Mahomes, the best quarterback in the world right now. No one knows the importance of talents more than our presenting sponsor, ZipRecruiter. They deliver qualified candidates fast. They're powerful technology. It scans thousands of resumes to find people the right experience for your job. So effective. Four to five employers who post on ZipRecruiter to get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. Right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash BS. Meanwhile, now that the new year is here and we're deep into it, it's time to deal with all that stuff you never use. Sell it on Mercari. Mercari, the selling app that makes it fast and easy to sell almost anything. Take a few pics, add a description. Boom, boom, boom. Your item is listed. Ring in the new year with less stuff in your home and more money in your pocket with Mercari, M-E-R-C-A-R-I, Mercari, the selling app. We're also brought to you by the ringer.com, one of the world's last great websites, as well as the Ringer Podcast Network, where we're covering football. We have the Oscars coming up, knee deep in the NBA, and we've had a whole bunch of cool features and all kinds of things. If you love Curb Your Enthusiasm, which we're going to talk about later, I think Two and a half years ago, we counted down the top 100 Curb episodes. They're top 80. Yeah, top 80 Curb episodes. So if you want to uh, dive into that, into our archives, feel free. Book of Basketball, we have another new podcast coming this week. If you're a Knicks fan, I would highly recommend it. And then uh, I'm not sure if Rewatchables is going to be this week or not. Stay tuned on that. But we did the, the 100th episode with Quentin Tarantino ran last week. Fairway Rolling House. When is when is that making a comeback? It's it's back. I think we're gonna run it Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, but this is it's Tiger Time. He's making his 2020 debut calendar year. He played already uh in the in the uh fall. They have this season that starts in September. You, you could have this could have been three seconds. <laughs> Just say it's back on Tuesday night. Tiger's back, the podcast is back. Presented by our good friends at Callaway Golf. Oh, well, there you go. Maybe I'll even be on one of those podcasts. Hey, now! At some point. And then, should mention, Tuesday, me, you, Ryan Rossillo, the gang is back. We're going to do our mega all-star pod. And then we have a whole bunch of other wrinkles. We've been workshopping it on text. Very excited for this one. It's going to be easily two hours. Easily. No question. So that's all coming up. Uh, Joe House and Cousin Sal are going to join me in one second to talk about the Super Bowl. First, some new music. It's Sunday night. Cousin Sal on the line, as always. Special guest Joe House is here. We're in uh, in my back house where my wife got me a massage chair for Christmas. And you might remember it, Sal, when we were in Vegas. Yes. Those awesome massage chairs, which I've just been super jealous of ever since. <laughs> and for Christmas, my wife got me a really good one. And House insisted on doing the podcast as he's being massaged. Oh, no. So he is now in the chair. And I don't think we're going to be hearing from him much. We might just hear some groaning. That's great. He ju you just uh, filled his belly with meatballs. And what could be, what a better life than this house? Move out here already. I it just want to make, make it abundantly clear 
to the Bill Simmons podcast audience, this is not a Robert Kraft massage chair. <laughs> oh, no. It's a, regular, own? Why? it's a regular massage chair. Too soon. That's a good start. <laughs> uh, we had a we had championship weekend today. Mm-hmm. And it was completely overshadowed by the season premiere of Curb Your Enthusiasm, which returned triumphantly yet again. And good. we are going to talk about that at the tail end of this podcast after we do football and parent corner. Um, it was really great. And I'm excited to talk about it. Not as excited to talk about those two football games. Sal, what was the biggest surprise for you? The biggest surprise is not one of us had a two-team teaser with the Chiefs and the freaking 49ers. All we do is take favorites all the freaking time. Yeah. And uh, n- we w- we couldn't take the plunge. We didn't trust it. I look at it the other way. I think we single-handedly... <laughs> you, <laughs> can you hear House's chair in the background? <laughs> <We've> had- <laughs> I can't hear it. <laughs> okay, good. There might be somebody driving it right now there's wondering some, why, why there's some squeaking. glute work going on right now. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think we would have single-handedly switched the outcome of that game. I see. We would have been looking at a Green Bay, Tennessee Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, the most exciting thing was the Packers really seeming poised for the dumbest cover of all time. Oh, yeah. Where the seven and a half, House and I were watching with Kyle, not even thinking about the spread, just, you know, kind of monitoring it for no real reason. And then all of a sudden, House points out that one more Packers touchdown would have been the cover. The I My biggest surprise today was... I actually think that game played in Tennessee's hands and was set up perfectly for them. Yeah. And I'm not sure what happened because they were able to move the ball down, you know, downfield over and over again. They got the ball with four minutes left and it was 17, 14. They're up. Chiefs felt like they were getting a little momentum and it just seemed like the Titans were just going to get their first, their two first downs. We're going to halftime. They had a three point lead, but for whatever reason, they just couldn't keep the Derrick Henry thing going. And I'm not totally sure what what uh, what Kansas City was doing. They were stacking the line. They were doing the video game Engage 8. Yeah. Which at that point, if you're Tennessee, you're just doing Henry and play action. For some reason, they, they kind of started, you know, either Henry was getting stopped at the line or they weren't doing the play action. They lost the momentum. Mahomes makes one of the great plays in uh, conference championship oh, history. Man. Flips the game. And then even in the third quarter, they still had a chance to come back. And uh, yeah. and they just couldn't get a drive going. I, I was really surprised by that. Well, I was looking. Well, first of all, that second half, aside from the last couple drives in the fourth quarter, very reminiscent offensively of the second half against the Patriots, in which I don't want to open up a, an old old wound here, but they did nothing in the second half offensively against the Patriots. They really couldn't move the ball. Yeah. But you're right. If, if you're in the camp that, you know what? The Chiefs are just not getting beat. Doesn't matter. They were down 24 nothing to the Texans. They came back from that. Um, there was some weird stuff in this game. 33rd and 22 uh, pass interference play against the Chiefs. Stupid. Yep. Sets up a first down. Fourth and two. Henry's not even in the backfield, and they convert the fourth down. Tennessee, you got the fattest guy ever to catch a touchdown pass. Uh, right. Guy Kelly. He does it like... It, it's it's amazing. They got caught off guard on a fake punt. Like so many weird things happen, and yet Casey not only won but won handily. Like they were up eighteen at one point, weren't they? Yeah, and controlled the game. And at some at one point, it just seemed like they were going to score every time they got the ball. Mm-hmm. So Casey, four minutes left, second quarter, they get the ball on their own twenty five. Henry for one yard. Henry gets stuffed. Tannehill has to dump it to Deion Lewis, and they end up 
punting with 2.30 left, and that enabled KC to score the go-ahead touchdown. Mm -hmm. Third quarter, they get a stop at the beginning of the half. Get the ball back. Henry rushes for four. Henry no gain. Henry no gain, but then they get a penalty, and it, and it goes from third and one to third and ten. Tanhill scrambles nothing, so they have to punt on that one. And then even the, the third time when it was 28-17, um, they, they, it seemed like they were going to have one long drive again and they just couldn't get it going. And it was weird. It was, it felt like Henry wasn't involved enough, but at the same time, it did feel like the chiefs figured out how to stop him. which, which I think if you're a chiefs fan has to give you hope for this, uh, super bowl against the Niners. Yeah. So he was 19. Well, that's the thing. That's the thing. If you like the chiefs, you like the fact that they're invincible. It doesn't matter what odds are stacked against them. Although this has happened at home. So maybe there'll be a different story in Miami. But True. Henry was 19 for 69. And I saw you could get really good odds. Like 110 was about the highest I've ever seen for running back in the playoffs. Yeah. For over under for yards. But you could get like under 90. You get like plus 280 or three to one. I'm like, God, he could have 88 yards and still be effective. But you're right. The Chiefs played it tough. They weren't going to allow the 35-yard run from Henry. Uh, he had 69 yards. And Tannehill, like you said, he had been hitting at an 80% clip, even though his numbers were dismal the last two games, still throwing for 80% on play action. And they kind of abandoned that. Or they, the Chiefs played tough against it. Yeah. And the, the biggest thing, though, my biggest takeaway is you have to pressure Mahomes. It sounds so simple, but you have to pressure him and in a way that he can't. I don't know if I've ever seen a right-handed quarterback take off running down the left sideline so well, like, oh my God, he doesn't have the angle at all. It's like, oh, wow, he does. And then he turns it up for an extra like six or eight yards. He was phenomenal. Eight for 53 on the ground. And that's what really sealed it, I thought. Yeah. He created some plays with his legs. None of which house really, house was, you were on an airplane. Don't, don't kill United yet. We're going to do that later. <laughs> but you were able to see Mahomes scramble around in your little airplane. The house's plane got delayed five hours today. Yes. No. That I, was one of the reasons we lost on our Titans bet because- that, we win when we're together. United kept us apart. That, should be, that should be their new slogan. United <laughs> Airlines, we keep loved ones apart. <laughs> so that was it. But Mahomes was great. And by the way, that I was talking about those three drives. So walk. let's walk through this really quick. Tennessee's down four, third quarter. They get a stop. They get a first and five off a penalty. Henry runs for four. Now it's second and one. They're on their own 41. Henry gets stuffed on second and one. Then on third and one, um, gets stuffed again, and they get the holding penalty. So they went from a second and one to going backwards, and they had to punt. They get mm -hmm. over midfield. You know, now you can do the play action. You can take some shots. And it, I thought that was the key moment of the game. The other one, obviously, was the Mahomes. Not only that, how incredible that scramble was, but how awful the tackling was. And it's almost like... Oh, yeah. If you let Mahomes score in that play, you don't deserve to go to the Super Bowl. That, that play's got to haunt them. That but I think been a we all goal. thought, by the way, I, I texted you knuckleheads when they were down 17-7. I was like, Casey's still minus one fit. We can get him at 150 now. Yep. Again, crickets. That's it. We're done. We no, The rest of the year, we can't have, <laughs> we can't capitalize on Kansas City uh, like that. But I thought the key was the third quarter. And we all thought the same thing when they were up, oh, they have 21-17 at half. Like, all right, the Chiefs get the ball. If they score first drive of the half this game's over it was almost it's worse what they did they nothing happened the entire quarter they scored i think the last play or two plays before the last play of the third quarter right now you're taking 25 percent of the game away from tennessee to come back and uh yeah they had a long it. drive yeah because yeah. 
And that goes back to that key point at the beginning of the third. It was so set up for Henry to start wearing the Chiefs down. Mm-hmm. And when they couldn't get over the hump at midfield, and then all of a sudden they just didn't have the ball anymore, and now you're playing from behind. Now you're doing stuff you don't have to normally do. You mentioned Mahomes. A couple things with that. It, it You know, as I look at my mortality as a Patriots fan, and House is just... I think he's dead as a Redskins fan. He's dead inside. No, do you even, the, do you you, even examine your mortality yeah, as a Redskins fan? Or Riverboat no? Ron, Jack or Del Rio. <laughs> what are you talking about? House is in a massage food coma right yeah, now. Yeah, is there a setting where you could have your uh, mortality <laughs> massage? House, figure it's it out. It's right in there right now. <laughs> uh, but Mahomes, watching him create first first downs on third down with his legs. Yeah. And doing the old video game routine where it's like, I'm going to send all my receivers out. I'm going to wait a second. Then I'm just going to scramble nine yards to get another first down. And you start to think like, man, can you win the Super Bowl anymore if you don't have a quarterback like that? Well, I, I think, think we're going to find out. I mean, that's exactly what we're going to find out with Jimmy G, who, what do you have, like 77 passing yards? Right. And by the way, let's throw passer rating out of there. Let's let's retire it for good because he had 104.7 passer rating. Yeah, really doesn't measure, measure like efficiency. Nothing well, else. Well, they so. should make a rule that your passer rating can't be higher than your total yards passed. Uh, absolutely, nice. I agree. It should just be. It should be stuck at the yards. But last- I mean, he didn't throw the ball. I know we're going to move on to this game, but with two minutes left in the first half, through seven and a half minutes left into the fourth quarter, he didn't throw the ball, and I know he didn't have to. But right. if you have a gigantic parlay um, with Jim- Jimmy Garoppolo to throw a touchdown on it, you don't you don't love that necessarily how they're playing i'm just saying i have a lot of friends who have big parlays uh today and that was one of them you asked the question bill about can you win without a quarterback like that i mean the super bowl last year was tom brady against jared goff so i know we scored 13 points but and one but here's the thing we won three and four years because we had Tom Brady, the best quarterback of all time, but it was still like a Django stack every game where, you know, every single eight yard, everything has to be executed perfectly. He wasn't going to be able to save plays. And I just wonder going forward as football changes and continues to change and you can't hit people over the middle and there's just more and more D backs out there and everybody's doing the same things, whether the traditional old school Manning on the Colts, Brady on the Pats type of quarterback is somebody that teams will even think about anymore. Yeah, you're LSU yeah. guy. That dude can create some plays with his legs. He's I wouldn't awesome. even consider a quarterback who couldn't move. Would you? No, would I you, know. Would you ever in a million years draft somebody who couldn't move around? You can't anymore. But let's just say we saw Patrick Mahomes, uh, the cleanest pockets have been in a while for True. him. They're really, I mean, you got, I think Green Bay would have done a nice job with him with Preston and Zadarius Smith and uh, Blake Martinez. But 49ers have guys who are all over the ball, too. Bosa, Quan Alexander, they're very disruptive. That's the only way you're going to beat someone like that. You know, I was thinking, Mahomes gets hurt. And actually, it looks like he blew out his knee in that game. And I was watching when it happened. Did the QB sneak? And I think he yeah. dislocated his kneecap or whatever it did. They popped it back in. And and then watching them the next few weeks, and he just wasn't right. You could see it. It wasn't a secret. He couldn't really move around. He was limping and... His throws were off and the whole thing. No, he had 406 yards when he came back against Tennessee. No, but remember, he remember he he just didn't look the same. He doesn't look like he didn't look like he did today. Like he yeah. wasn't moving around like a you know athlete extraordinary. He's at his best like that. Wise, yeah. yeah. Um, and I wonder if we missed a huge gambling opportunity because the injury he had, he was going to be fine by mid-December. Mm-hmm. And you think about 
what the Chiefs have looked like when he's healthy and the speed that they have that you've talked about on this podcast with the receivers mm -hmm. and Kelsey and the whole thing. And it's like, how did we not see this coming? Well, can we blame United Airlines? House, can you say you didn't get my text saying Casey's minus 150 alert? We got to jump on this. Can you, uh, I mean, I know you're just going to get like three drink coupons out of this, but. I'm even talking for the AFC in general, though, because everybody oh, just I... handed the AFC to the Ravens. Yeah. I can't speak right now because this thing is in my back. It's all the way <laughs> all up. Right, take a, we, we'll handle it, House. You'll come back to us at <laughs> I'm some I'm working point. on it. I'm sorry, I did see that so, text. sorry to involve you. I, I screwed up. There. Yeah, it's a bad job. Bad job talking to one of the hosts of the podcast. You shouldn't have done that. But uh, yeah, I think that's something to remember going forward when a key guy on a team has an injury, but it's an injury that they're going to be fine. You know, it's not like a broken arm or a broken wrist or mm -hmm. a torn ACL, but something that the guy's going to recover at some point. That offense is ridiculous. And Damian Williams, I actually thought they could have run the ball more than they did on Tennessee. It seemed like it was five, six yards every yeah, time. Yeah, right. And I wonder... They're, I mean, they might have just been tired. I think everything you talked about last week with uh, Derrick Henry and like, oh, nobody does this three games in a row. Well, it's the fourth game. I mean, I'm including the Texans, the, la the last game of the season where Henry went crazy too. But they did look, they did look a little exhausted over there. And it, it did seem cold because... When I really got concerned about the Titans covering was when they showed that uh, Tannehill moving the iPad with his nose. Oh, right. Yeah. And his hands were in like these two basically <laughs> plaster casts trying to warm up. And he just didn't see. And then on the other sideline, Mahomes is, you know, strutting around and doing his whole thing. What? And you think about, and we're gonna, they're going to compare Titan. We'll talk about that, the Super Bowl matchups and everything. But Kelsey, not a big game. He looked like the Kelsey that didn't care about catching passes or like, you know, yeah. Going to a knee and catch. I think he only had 30 yards. And then you got like Sammy Watkins. Just out of, it's just a track meet. You have you have like silver medalists everywhere on right. that field. So I have a Chiefs fan who texted me early in the fourth quarter and said, This game is Andy Reid's Mona Lisa. Ooh. And at that point, Andy was throwing a perfect game. Mm -hmm. And then it all falls apart with six minutes left when down 18 on fourth and 15. The Titans pull the old, oh my God, we're so, so disheveled. We might not get this punt off and then run the fake punt pass. Stupid. And the Chiefs are completely blindsided. Right. And no idea. They, it's like the tight, the game's over in six minutes. What do you think mm -hmm. they were going to do? And then the Titans go down and score. And it seemed like they actually might cover from that. But between that and they get the ball back and they run six passes, or I'm sorry, six plays, and somehow you know, only only burn one Tennessee timeout. And it just had all the makings, but then the pass interference. And he kept all his timeouts, right? Andy, yeah. he didn't have to worry about that. That was yeah. a big thing. But he, Andy, he pulled off a challenge today. Yeah. That happened. He he got uh, just a lot of praise all over the place. People feel right. really happy for him. It goes back to what Peter Schrager said on my podcast on Thursday about Ethan Hawke casually telling him in some coffee shop that it just felt like this was Andy Reid's year. And that's mm -hmm. a good theory. Like Belichick gets knocked out. Lamar just runs into this bizarre Titans team that just cold cocks them, pulls a Douglas Tyson on him. And now they're in the Super Bowl against this team. That house, I'm not sure. I didn't get the feeling today that the Niners have 100% faith in their quarterback. Well, they don't necessarily need to win with him. Right. He's he's a he's a game manager. Shanahan has has uh resolved that last week after he threw the pick at the end of the second quarter against Minnesota, took the car keys. Out. That's yeah. exactly right. So Jimmy, 
you're 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 you have the scooter for for the next quarter. He's got you get the, to ride the bike. He's got the driver's permit, but a parent has to be in the car. That's exactly right. The, the parents have not let him do the car yet. I want to talk about that game in one second. Let's take a break. Hey, did you know you could take a Sonos speaker anywhere you can go? It's the Sonos Move, the durable, battery-powered smart speaker for indoor and outdoor listening. I have one next to my TV. I can pick it up. I can walk it outside. I can bring it to the bathtub. You can do whatever you want with it. It's pretty great. Just pick up, move off the indoor charging base, bring great sound to the great outdoors, indoors, wherever you want it to be. Impressive bass, ultra-wide soundscape, clear details for music, podcasts, which is what I use it mostly for, radio and more. Uh, even uses automatic true play tuning technology to optimize the sound for wherever you are and what you're playing. And up to 10 hours of battery life on a single charge. Never worry about unexpected weather or accidents. Sonos Move was designed to withstand water, dust, and accidental drops. It's pretty great. I would say, um, how's <laughs> the massage just going up and down? Remember the the radios that people used to have in the early 80s? Yeah. The, Son the Sonos move is like that multiplied by a million. It's well, like a giant egg. It's why awesome. Why don't we take it to the golf course? We, we just walk around with it. No, we're going to put it in the cart. Like we're going to get our jams on. <laughs> Go to Sonos.com to learn more. S-O-N-O-S.com. Okay, Niners Packers. I wish there was more to talk about in this one. The, the overhit early. The Niners looked awesome. Most are looked um, as good as Derrick Henry on his best day. Debo is terrifying. Kittle didn't really do that much. Uh, mm -hmm. The defense was swarming. And it felt like this game was over pretty early. And then Rodgers did a valiant effort for the cover. But did you learn anything from this game? Well, I, I, I learned, I thought I already knew this, but Speed-wise, now just watching these games, the Chiefs, A number one in the AFC. They're, they're far and away the fastest team. 49ers, really fast. Defense, all facets. Special teams, even fast. Um, and and if you could run, yeah, you said it. Jimmy G, we're going to learn a lot here. Can you win a Super Bowl with a quarterback? He really tannehill them. He threw like he was six for eight at one point. Yeah. Very, very late in the game. And they were just destroyed on the ground. And Tevin Coleman, like you said, got hurt. Raheem Mostert, did you know he was on six teams? This is his seventh team. Yeah, and he's kind of quietly 27 years old, isn't he? Or 28? Yeah, well, he's like got to be. Yeah, he's been playing. I mean, he's got he's got like 300 total yards since 2015 before this year. He was on Miami, Cleveland, Baltimore, Chicago, and San Francisco. But um, it's hard to believe that Raheem Mostert could potentially you know, decide who's going to win this Super Bowl. It's very, very, very strange. But Rodgers really never just had a chance. And that's, um, they kind of did to 49ers what uh, they did to the Packers, what the Packers did to Seattle last week, right? Yeah. And I don't know. It's cool to see the 49ers good again. They're just one of those teams. We grew yeah. up, they were good. They never changed their uniforms, which I really appreciate. They have real history with some of the legends. You know, I thought it was interesting with the Chiefs even though that team's been around our entire life. It's like, oh, the Chiefs legends are on the field. It's, it's I don't know who that would be, whereas the Niners can just trot out Steve Young and Montana. Oh, sure. And Rice and whoever they have. But um, yeah, it's it was just a cool day. Like if you're a Niners fan, everything went right except for the Tevin Coleman thing. You're you're coming mm -hmm. out of that game being like, wow, we can we can do this. Our team is so so clearly superior to all the other NFC teams. And I think as we head toward the Super Bowl, it's clear that the Chiefs 
the Ravens and the Niners were the three best teams. And the Ravens, you know, everything went wrong that game. I'm sure if there's, if you play that game 10 times, maybe they win five or six, but it was just a bad matchup for them in a lot mm -hmm. of ways. But I think that was the class of the league this season, you know, and it, yeah. feel, it feels like this is, these are the right two teams, which doesn't always happen. We go to Super Bowls and it's always like one team's the right team and the other one's like, how the fuck did that team get in there? And this year it's like the two right teams. Well, no, I, this is good. I think no, of San Francisco, they did it. They, they, you know, they beat the Packers twice. They beat New Orleans in New Orleans. And I think we take it for granted. We don't realize what they've done. I feel like they've been good for so long, but they weren't good last year. They were very no. bad last year and coming back and playing in the best division in football. You have to beat Seattle. You have to beat the Rams. And they did it. They did it handily. They were heads and shoulders uh, above those teams, I thought. They're really good. I'm excited for the Super Bowl matchup, except for the colors. The colors suck. Really, I know you said they never changed their uniform. Maybe they should. I like the red on red here. What were you going to say, House? Just that uh, I felt like we were cheated with the Saints. The four best teams were the Saints, the Niners, the Chiefs, and the Ravens mm -hmm. over the course of the, of the season. And the, and the Saints laid an egg. Yeah. against the Vikings. They, you know, they, they cheated us. The more Win a goddamn home game, yeah. Exactly. The more I think about that Saints game, because I'm with you, I thought they were the second best team. And, or maybe Minnesota was, or maybe it was 2A, 2B. But the whole quarterback thing was so weird. And I, I thought about this well after the fact, well after we did the podcast about it that night. The whole concept of just not sticking with the same QB all game and bringing in the other QB for certain plays and just, it just doesn't work. Like, what are the examples of where it's like, oh, remember when that team did this and they won the Super Bowl? Because I remember Pittsburgh used to do this in the early Cordell days. And mm -hmm. um, I just don't like it. I don't think you're it's a good idea. You're talking about the Saints. The I'm Saints, talking about right? the Saints. Like, yeah. Because then if you're Breeze subconsciously, you're never totally in a rhythm. You're jogging to the sidelines four or five times during the course of a game. And then you, ha you also, deep down, your coach is saying, this is my best chance for a first down if you're not on the field, which right. is just kind of odd. Like Andy Reid's never taking Mahomes off the field. Well, yeah, I you know? know, but, but I think if you ask the saints fans, probably maybe 60% of them would have wanted Taysom Hill to play the whole game after seeing well, the, but that, that's, the version of Drew Brees you were getting in the second quarter. Yeah. But that's my point. Like that was kind of their fatal flaw. <laughs> they yeah. had this backup quarterback that their fans are like, man, when this guy's in some good shit happens, but it's funny you say, okay, we'll take Mahomes and Brees. Obviously one's much older than the other. And I thought Brees, I thought the four weeks off or whatever it was, that would help. It's like, Hey, he's got a 12 game season. That's yeah. good. Yeah. He's late thirties. This is going to be, this is going to work out for him. Um, it didn't work great for Mahomes because he wasn't as sharp as you say, at least running the ball wise when he first came back. But uh, he eventually is now right there at the top number one in the in the game. But yeah, you thought the, the Saints really screwed it up. They screwed it up for me. They screwed it up for everybody. Yeah, I was thinking about the Mahomes thing and how everybody was just so Lamar, 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 including myself. I absolutely loved watching Lamar where we were the same with Mahomes last year and all Mahomes did was just have some bad luck and get hurt. And then he just became this afterthought to the rest of the season. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to think how has, was there an NBA season where something like this happened? Well, sure. We we've had seasons where um, guys win the MVP based on their regular season uh, performance, but they're not, nobody thinks that they're, it's the best guy in the league. Or that that the you know that he even deserved the MVP. 
it's like new new star syndrome because I was thinking about like the one Steve Nash stole from Shaq an MVP one of those years. Right. I was thinking more like when Barkley won in '93, but we knew MJ was the best player. Yeah. I guess what's different with this Mahomes thing is we kind of stopped thinking Mahomes was the best player, whereas yeah. we left last year knowing that he was the best player, and just because they had a weird start to the season. Uh, it, it, we just kind of got thrown off the scent. Now he hasn't won a title and you can't officially become the guy until you have a ring. But from a basketball standpoint, um, I don't know, maybe it's, maybe it's like, uh, the Oh nine when LeBron took over the league and he won his first MVP, but then Dwight Howard knocked him out and Kobe ended up winning his title. And it was like, Oh, Kobe's the best player. Right. Where the whole year we thought it was LeBron. So maybe it's something like that. But I think this team is also focused and they think they were the best team last year. And they might have been. They really might have been. I mean, a D Ford yeah, it's ridiculous. Know, if he does like any other smart defensive lineman does and, and blows off his fingertip in a in a fireworks accident, um, <laughs> he's not off sides and, and uh they're make it to the Super Bowl against yeah. a lethargic Rams team. Who knows? Maybe the game would have been different. But and now we're talking then at that if that happens, we're talking about Mahomes building a dynasty. So um I think they feel like they're behind the eight ball right now. This is way behind where they should be. Well, and it is one of those things where setup wise, if they were able to pull off the Super Bowl, they are kind of set up. Like they'll definitely be the favorite next year if they sure. win. Whereas San Francisco, I'm not sure. I think from a contract standpoint, they're actually better off this year, maybe, than going forward. Although they do have some young guys, but the Garoppolo contract's pretty heavy. Uh when I was thinking about with Mostert today, how dumb it is. Like, first of all, I, I still defend the Saquon Barkley pick just because I thought he was a better bet mm -hmm. than the quarterbacks that got taken after them. But just in general, when you can make the Super Bowl with some guy who's on six teams, do you just feel dumb that your team paid all that money for Zeke Elliott? Do you wish that hadn't happened now? I guess, but Derrick Henry almost took the Titans to the Super Bowl. So Yeah, but he I, was it, like a, a backup for four years. See, remember that's how he was you like want to build your team. He was, no, I get it. I get it. You're going to get that every now and then. And and it's been, you know, who who wanted, uh, who got the Rams there? Yeah, it's uh, claim jumper uh, Anderson, right? What was his name? Yeah, yeah. Anderson? the big yeah. guy, C.J. Anderson. Yeah. So, um, well, it's funny yeah, for the most part, I think you're right. But Belichick but, has been on this forever. Mm -hmm. After the, the one time he spent money was Corey Dillon. And we needed him. And football was a little different back then in 04. But right. from that point on, it was like late first rounders running back by committee, et cetera, et cetera. Kyle and who I cares? had a moment you today. Know, who cares about Coach Belichick? Honestly. Oh, I'm so I was down so excited. I Boston really sports. wanted to talk about him. I'm so I'm so, I, I saw the Aaron Hernandez doc. I'm down. The Red Sox <laughs> cheating again. Real Boston sports should just take a, a three year break. I'm so they should all be in uh massage lounge chairs like uh like well, Joe House right now. The, the Robert Kraft massage chair is terrific. Yeah. I, Boston. Uh, yeah, I'm sure the Bruins. We're gonna find out their goalies. Their, their goals at home were uh, four inches shorter, smaller, you know, or something. But let's just let's just take a break, Boston. There's been no, there's been no Red Sox evidence that's come out yet. It's just okay. our manager cheated on his previous team. He's or gonna with be his banned previous for life. <laughs> well, the crazy thing is, he's more of a persona non grata than a Rod. Well, what do you mean? Why is that the crazy thing? A-Rod is like the all-time liar slash cheater and it just took a victory lap for the last two years and is the right. Sunday Night Baseball guy and everybody loves A-Rod again. Alex Cora is going to like have to get a job at Home Depot. Are you? I mean, the Red Sox should never bring up steroids. You got such a great pass on that. 
such a great pass that none of your stars were implicated, even though mentioned in all the Mitchell reports. Well, so, like, the thing is, like, who wasn't cheating in baseball? And who doesn't cheat in baseball? And I know, but it's ridiculous. So, this is so much worse. Isn't it so much worse than the star? I mean, we we could tell by looking at the guys before they even came out with the reports that True. guys in the 70s, players were much smaller than guys in the 90s. We just we just knew it. So, it's, so we just assumed that it was equal cheating on each team. But the stealing signals. Uh, well, you remember... Bad. When Brady Anderson went from 18 homers to 50 sure. in 96, right? How nuts everybody went about that! It was like a, one of like the main talking points of that season, right? And he I was know. like a singles hitter on the Red Sox. I think I'm just bummed because it's three weeks from pitchers catchers, and uh, we don't have a manager. It's insane. You know, we don't either. I think the Mets. You you've made history in a bunch of different ways since you stole the '86 World Series from me. Mm-hmm. Now you're on year 34 of the drought. I think being in the cheating scandal without actually having cheated was yeah. like a really incredible job by the Mets. That's good. Where you literally didn't do anything and you were still in it. Yeah. I was like, you know what? The Mets are going to somehow end up with Jason Garrett. I'm going to have to run into traffic repeatedly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I look at it this way. Half of my teams haven't cheated. Good. <laughs> No, Who's the other one? No cheating with the College? Celtics. <laughs> oh, Holy the, Cross? The, oh, the Celtics. The, the 2011 Bruins Stanley Cup before I abandoned hockey. Mm-hmm. That was, that. no cheating with that one. The Paul Pierce wheelchair, that wasn't cheating? Wow, that, was, that was mind games. We're going to find out something there. That was, yeah, it's, the, the, Herna- the timing of the Hernandez documentary wasn't helping. Although I do want to point out, he only played with us for three years. People act like he was, you know, there. first of all, we never won a Super Bowl with him. And yeah. um, I think he played 38 games total. He played six playoff games. His re- his only real good season was 2011. But yeah, I watched that whole documentary, and I thought it moved. It, I thought it kept my attention the whole time. You admit I, that he's at least tangentially um, tied to some of these crimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, what the hell? You know, it it makes it tries to make these. I don't, I don't want to say case, but bring up the possibilities like, oh man, this guy was battling some demons and maybe he had CTE and it's like, mm. or maybe he was just a piece of shit. Yeah. And maybe he was just an unredeemable piece of shit who, who somebody bumped into at a nightclub and he decided to shoot the guy. I agree. I think, well, I say PCP over CTE, if you're going to blame anything. Like, uh, it, it, it seemed like every time he smoked something, it, it, he was then staring at mad dogging someone at a bar that he didn't, you know, didn't meet the night before. Right. Wow. He had both. He had the CTE and the PCP. I think he did. It was a it was a combination of facts. Yeah. Can can we all agree no more Aaron Hernandez content? Can we be done? Oh, now? sure. I could see why you wouldn't want it. No, it's just like we have two different two different podcasts. We had a documentary. There's a book. Like, I think we're all good now. Yeah. Right? Good enough. Like, we get it. Not a good guy. Bad right. guy. Well, uh, cautionary tale. Bad guy. Cautionary tale for what? The culture. You're right. Uh, we'll sure. move on to the next mass hole. I agree. <laughs> There's got to be plenty. That 08 Celtics title is fucking pristine, man. I just look <laughs> back at that. No asterisks. No cheating scandals. Just Ubuntu. Wait, which one? The KG title. You Ubuntu. mean after Kevin McHale walked KG no, on a silver platter? No, we gave, we gave up nothing. He gave up nothing. Enough. Um, we're gonna the take one where a- KG buys this illegal gem and, and gets superpowers from it? That Really? That's that's a, not a tainted title? <laughs> uh, the... Uh, 
can we talk about Aaron Rodgers really quickly? Yeah. 10, 10 years now since that Super Bowl run that he had. Mm-hmm. I think he's six and seven in the playoffs now. Yeah, and one and three in championship games. Is that it? Yeah, and there's been some ass kickings in the out of the seven losses, too. Mm-hmm. And now he's hitting, I think he turns 36 next year. And, you know, if you're going to make the case for them, part of the case had to be that 97 Broncos, 98 Broncos kind of vibe where it's more of a running team, but you still have the great quarterback. I'm not ready to pile dirt on him yet. I just want to point out he's only won one Super Bowl and has only been in one Super Bowl, right? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to get to Super Bowls, and, and except in your case. It really is, I think. But this was a guy a couple years ago during that unbelievable run he had in 2017 when he dragged that team to the title game. We were talking about him as the best quarterback, not mm-hmm. just in the in the league, but uh, potentially of all time. Like the most So talented. what year was that? When he, he won Super Bowl 2000, MVP that year? 2017. Oh, he won, he won the Super Bowl in 2010, but it was when they lost to the Falcons right. when he put the Packers on his back. Basically. So he was 26 years old when he won that. Yeah. Um, yeah, now he's going to be 36. Right. I would personally, with all due respect to Rodgers, and I thought he was fantastic, and I thought he should have been one of the 10 quarterbacks that they picked in NFL 100. I think Mahomes is a higher level of him talent-wise. What, all time or right now? No, I'm just, I'm just saying ceiling of his talent. I think oh, yeah. I think he's more talented than Rodgers is. And I always thought Rodgers was kind of the most talented quarterback. You know yeah. what I mean? House is like either considering this or the massage chair is working on his boots. <laughs> House, what, what do you think? It's kind of a weird. I'm, I'm having a hard time with the... <laughs> I'm talking pure talent. Pure talent. Like what we saw from Mahomes those last two games, I don't know what the hole is. It's like if you're going to do a scouting report and just rate all of these different qualities from one to 10, I'm not sure what's lower than a nine. He can do every single thing. And he's got a fucking cannon. I don't think there's any. I mean, he could throw behind his back also. He could do trick shots too. So it doesn't really matter. I mean, those first down, those third downs that he was running and turning into first downs today mm-hmm. were out of control. They were Russell Wilson-esque. So, what does Lamar Jackson do with those receivers though? No, I don't, I don't think that's the missing piece here with Jackson. We need to see Jackson one time in a pressure, proper pressure situation, come through, put the team on his back. He's gotten yeah. a pretty nice white glove kind of treatment so far. Well, he's Mahomes young. He's like 22. Is, so is Mahomes. He's younger than uh, Sal's LSU buddy. Right. Sal's, Sal's going to be on the Bengals next year. You might see Sal buy a Bengals hat. <laughs> he loves that but the, guy. The, I love that Baker's the fourth best quarterback in the division if, if Big Ben comes back at even 70%. Oh, my God. The poise of Mahomes is what distinguishes him. And he showed it last year. And the leadership. Yes. Because he was doing together. it again today. Like they, Absolutely. That team's down 10 and everybody believes in what's going on. Mm-hmm. Okay, last year, Crown Royal launched the first off-the-field water break to encourage fans of the game to moderate and hydrate to stay in the game. Whether you're watching in the stadium, at home, or in a massage chair, have a great time. Enjoy some Crown. Don't be that person that ruins it for everyone. Make the right call. Take a water break. So, Sal, who made the right call this week or not? I think I did. I want to give it to myself. Uh, I bet Conor McGregor. I had him all over the place. I should have. I should have really reached out to you, Yahoo's. I knew it was easy. I talked to Dana White on my podcast. 
I could tell in his voice he was trying to make it more of a, a, a even matchup than it was. So I took Conor McGregor. Not only did I take him, I took him inside 60 seconds, 16 to 1 odds on uh, the Fox cuz. And I, I, I love it. that. Why why, didn't, why didn't we get the tip? I know. That's I know. right he up my alley. flight somewhere. I don't know where you are. <laughs> I probably but, was. Um, United. Good job by me. 16 to 1. Terrific. That's a really good one. Do you have a great call this week, House? Well, I did hit an, on the very last playoff game an absolutely ridiculous parlay. I, I put together the San Francisco money line with Jimmy Garoppolo under 242 and a half yards. That's beautiful. And the over. Nice. The yeah. 47 point over. And it, it came through. But like th- plus, plus 330. And it's tough to bet under a pass of a quarterback's yard total and win the over for the game. I mean, you really painted yourself in a corner. and uh, Yeah, you, you told me out. I was betting against myself. Well, yeah. which is why I'm expert at that. My great call of the week. I didn't have the best gambling uh, playoff so far, but I did put for plus 375 a sizable wager on the Niners before the Super Bowl, which nice. now we're going to have to figure out how, how I how I lose money on that when I no, have favorable odds. Crown Royal reminds everyone this football season to take a water break and moderate to stay in the game. Guess the lines. Super Bowl 54. I picked the Chiefs by three points over the Niners. Sal, what did you have? Well, let me just say, we were tied for the year going into this week. You picked the Chiefs by three. I also picked the Chiefs by three. How anticlimactic. You can't. That needs to be a tiebreaker somehow. No, now, we, our tiebreaker is going to be the, uh, we have to do XFL lines for week, oh, we have week XFL. one XFL. <laughs> yeah, I guess no, seriously, we got to do it. We need All a winner. Right, no, right. Pro Bowl's out. We got to do week one uh, XFL. Let's do it. Uh, <laughs> the, the Richmond Rough Riders had the AFC minus two and a half before today. They stuck with that. They opened Chiefs minus two and a half over the 49ers. It went down to pick them. And now it's back up to Chiefs minus one and a half. 54 is the over under. What did you have, House? I would have said two and a half. Oh, okay. all right. So House would have won. You didn't. You didn't let House pick. Sorry, and House didn't remember. fight for himself because he's like basically uh, horizontal I'm right in, now. I'm in. I did the. I pushed the Chinese button. I'm doing the Chinese. <laughs> oh, you did the Chinese right massage. Yeah. <laughs> I told you to check out the Chinese one. That was a good one. It is. I like it. Yeah. All right. So I'm trying to remember. This has only happened a handful of times, right? When we've had a, a Super Bowl line that was under three. Under three. Yeah. Yeah. The Pats were minus two and a half. In last that, year. Last year, right against the Rams in 2015, Seahawks Pats was a pick'em. Mm-hmm. Broncos Seahawks minus two and a half. Pats Giants in 2012 was a minus two and a half. And then before that, you have to go back to 1982 49ers minus one. Wow, yeah. Dolphins minus one in 1973. Colts minus two and a half in 1971. So it's only no, happened. This is yeah. the eighth time it's happened. But weirdly, it's happened one, two, three. This would be the fourth time in the last right. seven Pat's years. Pat's a favorite by three over the Falcons. I don't know why I said the other way. Yeah, that's, uh, that's something. It's going to be good. And most of the games ended up close with the small spreads, right? Right. Yeah, because they, they know. So where do you think this line ends up? I think there's going to be I think there's going to be a solid game for equal betting or big betting on both sides. Like so you might see a mattress Mac put a million dollars on something late in in the game, but I don't know. I mean, I see the the public I think more or less goes with the better quarterback. So I think the Chiefs could tick up a, a point, but I don't think they'll get to 3. I would say it's going to land at two and a half. 
Yeah. Because I think there's going to be a lot of Chiefs momentum. Mm -hmm. This is the year for Andy Reid, et cetera, et cetera. So we'll, we'll do props next week. I did want to um, introduce to you guys. I made a... I made a quickie list of the most annoying Super Bowl storylines that we can. Uh, <laughs> oh, expect. good. And you can chime in some after. All right. These are in no particular order. Andy Reid is greater than you thought he was. <laughs> I think that's going to be one storyline. A lot of Andy Reid love. A lot of, he may have never won a Super Bowl, but his peers will tell you he's one of the best coaches ever to do it. Nice. You'll be hearing a lot of that. Can I just, let me just interrupt you there. Yeah. I, I know you're being like facetious, maybe. He, he's a Hall of Famer, right? I mean, now that we see the like, Cowers in. Oh, once Cower got in, it was it was done. Well, that's not like Hench and Brad were like, oh, yeah, Andy, come on, Andy Rezon. I'm like, he has 15 double-digit win seasons. He's, he's getting in. Also, he's he's had some 12 and 4s and 13 and 3s yeah. and playoff wins with some pretty kind of forgettable quarterbacks. Right. The Super Bowl, two different teams. Yeah. House would have taken him the last 15 years for the Redskins. <laughs> Believe me. Uh, another annoying Super Bowl storyline. Oh, that Travis Kelsey's a character. <laughs> See something? Well, I mean, See wacky or what? Kel <laughs> Kelsey and Kittle. The, the, Kel which Kelsey one's a bigger Kittle character? A Kelsey will be going for it, though. I'm telling you. <laughs> Kelsey, Kelsey, I bet, has a team around him who's like, Travis, if you win the Super Bowl, if we play our cards right, we think we can get the State Farm commercial in 2020. Right. <laughs> and we think we can get a beer and we think we can get a car. We, I think we get three commercials for you. Uh, <laughs> another annoying Super Bowl storyline. Richard Sherman, parentheses, fill in some sort of controversy that he's going to generate at some point over the next two weeks. That's, no, that's a lot. Good. That'll happen, right? Yeah. He's going to insult somebody, bring up some touchy point that no, no other player would bring up. Um, my prediction, and by the way, I hope he does this because somebody at the Super Bowl has to do this, is he's the one who will make the Rooney Rule a real issue in a whole 36-hour oh, wow. talking point. He's going to use the stage to... He's a really smart guy. He's not afraid of anything, and he loves stirring shit. And uh, I think he, he will not be afraid. Um, I'm going to say he uh, spits on Guillermo during media day. <laughs> oh, that's a very possible. <laughs> or he yeah. could go that way. It could yeah. go anyway. Uh, another one. Another annoying Super Bowl storyline. Kyle Shanahan. His parents are proud of him. <laughs> Super. He learned everything there was to learn from his dad. Hold on. Do you have some violins? Can I get the Vaseline camera that Barbara Walters uses? The little hazy camera? Mom, can you get some tears going? I'm ready for that like 11 minute segment. That'll be good. I don't know if you know this. This is the first time in NFL history. <laughs> the dad and the son yeah, yeah, both yeah. coached the Super Bowl. What? Yeah. I don't know if you heard that one. Um, another annoying Super Bowl storyline. Aaron Hernandez was a bisexual serial killer. <laughs> I think that's going to come up. <laughs> what? I think that one's going away. Netflix they won't stop running. Um, Tyreek Hill and Frank Clark, they have some baggage. Mm -hmm. People will be kicking the tires on that. Right. Here's another one. Lamar Hunt would have loved this. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah, he probably would have. But, um, you know, people die in football. The, the owners, and then then they die, and they pass their team to their family. Not just in football, in life. Yeah, it had death, Pe death people happens. Die. <laughs> I think it's I'm sure he would have loved this, but he's I not here. That, that documentary taught me it's just in football. Just in people football. Die. 
Uh, and, yeah, and Hank Stram. How many times are we going to see that? I'm him yeah. on the sidelines, right? They're, really miss Chiefs, these guys. It's been 50 years since they made the Super yeah. Bowl. So that just in general. During the course of 50 years, people die. Yeah. And then uh, why did the Patriots trade Jimmy Garoppolo? Mm-hmm. Because it's I, most of the pieces are out there for the jigsaw puzzle for somebody to write the giant piece of how it was a really a spite trade by Belichick, who... I think Seth Wickersham's reporting, and he was on this pod a couple weeks ago. I think he was right. I think Belichick shopped him to one team, and he wanted to put him with a coach that he really liked, that he thought he could succeed with. And somehow the Patriots are going to be involved in the Super Bowl. Not that anyone cares, but who is Belichick rooting for? <sighs> oh, a thousand million percent, Jimmy G. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because then he could, could still claim to be the AFC king. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any other annoying Super Bowl storylines you feel like on the horizon? Uh, I don't know that these are annoying, but I would say that uh, all the, the quarterbacks that played for both teams. It's actually an extensive list. It's not, it's not just Montana. It's DeBerg, Bono, uh, Gerback, Alex Smith. You're, you're very familiar with him, right? God, right, that's Joe weird. Else? Yeah, I'm glad he teams. has two legs still. Yeah, this is not. Uh, you know, this is not Bears Packers. This is you know, this is Chiefs. Yeah, Chiefs Niners. Five players. Um, the D Ford trade. The whole D Ford thing. Yeah. That'll be big. Played last year on this team. D they, Ford cost him a Super Bowl last year. Now he's trying to cost them one this year. That's a good one. Basically, they got McCole Hardman for him. They got a second round pick. It became McCole Hardman. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Jimmy G's season ended in 2018 at the hands of the Chiefs. That'll be annoying. That was week three. Um, hmm. What do I want to do? Uh, I guess not as big a deal, but they picked Solomon Thomas over Mahomes. The Niners did. Right. That'll yeah, be that'll be a whole, all the teams that passed on Mahomes, that people get right. two days out All the teams that screwed up by trading uh, Raheem uh, Mostert there, the 60 Miami, Cleveland, Baltimore, Chicago, lands in San Francisco. And what about this? Uh, Jimmy G's porn star girlfriend. Do we hear from her? Oh, yeah. I th- I would assume she's coming on Kimmel's show on like Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> though. What, who, Our who friend Brad's her? probably trying to book her. <laughs> You're right. I should have talked to Brad about that. Yeah, submit the name to Brad. I have a Super Bowl storyline that actually isn't that annoying. It's kind of funny. Jimmy G has a chance to win his third Super Bowl ring. Oh, interesting. Wow. One more than Peyton Manning. Wow. One more than Eli Manning. <laughs> That's rude. Half That's as a many lot. as the GOAT, Tom Brady. That's rude. Three ring Jimmy. <laughs> he went two, two as a backup. And then the third one, probably throwing 82 yards. In yeah, the Super right. Bowl. Under 100 yards. Right. Three ring Jimmy, man. That's a good one. Anything else, House? House is House just hates football because, first of all, you're not very good at gambling on it. Why? You did okay today. No, no, and then the, the Redskins like thing. Football. The Redskins thing is really starting to wear on House. No, I'm I, I, I'm very happy. I'm just my my house. Shot. You want a lot of money on your futures. I, I can't say that about me or, or Simmons. I took all that money and immediately lost it in the playoffs. But I hit yeah. a ton of futures. That's Did true. you really? Yeah, yeah, it, it was good. Well, house's gambling time is coming up now. Golf seasons. Yeah, are you doing some fairway rolling this week? We got a little golf preview. Absolutely, it's time. House is really. Really circling. By the I, way, the Tennessee is uh, someone was driving for the cover. Oh no, uh, Green Bay's driving for a cover, and I'm getting a, a text from Harry, our friend Harry. Sung Joe M fucking bogeyed 18 and put him out of the top five. I was going to get plus 350 on that. I was like, Harry, please. You can tell him weeks. just to text that to me. I could be sympathetic I know. with him. With that should that. go right to you. Yeah, well, he this go is, right to me. 
I would say this is really Harry's time of year because the Australian Open just kicked off. Oh, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> we have the Pro Bowl, the ZFL. We have lots of bad college basketball and weird tournaments mm -hmm. and all that stuff is coming. And he's, he's deep on the golf already. We have NBA All-Star Game and the Slam Dunk Contest. We have the NHL All-Star Game and all these weird golf tournaments are starting up. I know. What did, what did I, I know. miss? He loves it. I hate it. I have to do an hour-long TV show and uh, talk about, like, who's the, there's no Zion this year. Who's the third best college basketball player out there? Nobody No, nah, this is the worst college basketball season. Terrible. Probably, I remember 06 was really bad, the J.J. Adam Morrison season, but at least that was, had stars and we were following and stuff. This year, it's like, you could walk down the street and say college basketball player names to people and they wouldn't know what's going on. It's, Nobody the, kid, it's the kid that Penny Hardaway bought a house for. That That's it. <laughs> the the best player was on Memphis and he right. left after like yeah. two weeks. Yeah, who yeah. could have guessed something bad was going to happen with that story? Yeah. <laughs> His one-time benefactor. Yeah, it's very strange. Um, I am excited for all of the bad gambling that's about to come. I'm also <laughs> excited that we have... We have... Uh, some fun NBA futures in play. And then I talked to you guys into Giannis MVP, which I'm not allowed to bet on, but I was like, they're going to have a potentially historic season. We did that back in 30-14. That was, was good. I got a little November. upset with you because as soon as you like lambasted us for not taking it, like Harden went for average like 50 over two weeks. That he's definitely winning again. That team wins by their point yeah. differential right now, I think is plus 12. It's borderline... Historic They're top three so all time. Good defensively. We'll have our time to talk about they can this shoot some as the spring comes along. That's They're right. so good defensively. All right. We'll take uh, one more break, then we can do parent corner and then talk about curb. Hey, we know you've heard of Salesforce, but if you're like a lot of people, you might not know exactly what Salesforce does. Here's what it does it brings companies and customers together with Salesforce, different employees. Across your different departments, like Steve in sales, Mary in marketing, Katie in customer service, they all get a single shared 360-degree view of each of your customers. So whenever your customers talk to all the people I just mentioned, they'll feel like they're having a relationship with one united company <laughs> and, and one united massage chair. One uh, united chakra. We, we had drug house and now we have massage house. This is unbelievable. On, it's on the glutes. <laughs> Not a series of disconnected departments, but one united company. And second, it means that all of those people I mentioned earlier, not including house, have everything they need to make your customers happy. Not just a little happy, happy like, wow, I love this company. They really get me. I'm never going anywhere else. Kind of happy. That kind of happy. I've loved Salesforce forever because my buddy, Steve Bishop, Bish. Yeah, I know Bish. The immortal Bish. I love Bish. Yeah. Big Salesforce guy. Oh, great. So there you go. When Bish is happy and your customers are that happy, everyone's happy. That's how Salesforce brings companies and customers together. If that makes sense, I hope it does. To learn more, go to salesforce.com slash Simmons. All right, before we do Parent Corner, Clay Travis's team lost. You got to be happy. So that was nice. Although I know it was, it would have been great for the show for two weeks, and we're going to Miami for a week. But it would have been terrible for life. So um, <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to say goodbye to that team. <laughs> Enough. Uh, what do you got for Parent Corner? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna co-opt it. First of all, I'm getting in a little trouble with Parent Corner with what I'm doing with my oldest because he listens. So oh no, kind of oh he got bad about last week. Season finale. He's got it. We got we got I got to uh, tame it a little bit. But I'm gonna steal one from Corolla and make it, it ends up being mine, but uh, we're watching football today. Uh, everyone's settled in. It's the end of the Chiefs-Titans game. Like you said, there might be an untimely cover by the Titans. 
And Adam's son announces that he has a, a basketball game in 25 minutes and um, he needs a ride. And Adam's like, well, isn't your mother driving you? She's like, yeah, she said she doesn't feel like it. So kid's got 25 minutes and then has to hear a 20 minute tirade. And now he's got five minutes. He's like, okay, so is anyone going to drive me? <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> and finally, reluctantly, in the most reluctant way, Adam gets up and says, I hope we die in a fiery crash and walks out and takes his son to the basketball game. <laughs> and then I come home and uh, my oldest son, Archie, who's there, relays the, the, the story to uh, my wife. And guess what she does? Instead of thinking it's funny, she is now all over Adam and saying how, well, uh, Lynette, she drives everyone everywhere. I was like, oh, that's not the point of this. And we end up getting in a fight about this. And then she claims right in the middle, she's like, I'm just telling your son that he should appreciate what he has in you. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, that's good. I don't, I don't mind that. I, I would never, I'd never hear that. So that's good. But so I, uh, I abandoned um, defending Adam and uh, it was all okay. But <laughs> so Corolla's kids need to ride to uh, games. I, I have a uh, question. Yeah. How old is this boy? <laughs> he's the same. He is 13. 13. Yeah. What? He's a teenager? He's yeah. A, I, I what? think Uber's in play I at that point. Let you beat me to it. They have well, Uber so, in California. Why are we talking about this? Well, yeah. so here's the thing. We did a parent corner about a month ago, and and Simmons, you talked about Uber. Yeah. And we got some nasty email. I don't know if you saw, but like some Uber drivers like, hey, you put us in a bad position if you put someone under 18 in an Uber, and you put them in a bad position. I was like, oh, what, all right. Why is that? What, what does that mean? What's the bad what position? About? I don't know. I don't know if they're legally allowed to do it. And there's all like, you know, the reports of whatever. Oh, my God. I don't know. I, I, know. I don't the dark side of this. I like, I mean, there's accountability with Uber, at least. You can watch the the route. You can, right. uh, you know, you know the, the identity of the driver. I mean, I yeah. don't know. I, I, I think, I, uh, I think. Uh, safer I, than uh, my wife. Yeah, sure. I think a responsible Uber driver is better than an angry, buzzed dad anytime. <laughs> Do you have a parent corner house? I have a, a, a very quick one, and this is uh, me thanking the 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 both of you for for the example that you set. I have <laughs> my 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 kid turned nine this year, and we're just now starting. We're at the fledgling stages of of wrestling, introducing him oh, yeah. to the WWE. Oh, what a great stage! And, and I started. Now he knows The Rock, and he loves The Rock because The Rock is a is a hero in a lot of kids' movies um, that he's seen. Um, but the the gateway drug, the thing that I've introduced him to so far, and you guys <laughs> could tell me whether or not this was a mistake. Uh -oh. Rikishi, I've been, <laughs> I've been, I've been. I first of all, I showed him the videos of the stink face. And then I've been just walking in and giving him a stink face. Uh, unexpected, without any warning, here comes the stink face. So this is a giant wrestler with a gigantic ass whose finishing move, whose finisher is to uh, drop his, his uh, rear end. His, and his other face. His other claim to fame was that when my son had a dirty diaper, he would sneak behind us and do the Rikishi stink face. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So Wait, yeah. did he know? Yeah, he knew. For, he knew, just saw it on the wrestling one time, and he thought the well, like, If he's in a diaper, was he five, four? How no, he was it? like, I don't know, one and one years old in ten months or two years. And he or knew, whatever. and he knew the Rikishi then. He knew, or maybe he invented it. I always thought he got it from Rikishi. <laughs> maybe maybe they're spiritual yeah. animals. Uh, my parent corner, it's a little bit of a downer, but then it ends on a good thing. So, 
my daughter's playing high school soccer this year for her school. Mm-hmm. And she plays high forward and she's, you know, in ninth grade, she's 14, but she's playing against women. Like they're, you know, juniors and seniors. And, and it's a lot kind of nastier and more physical than club soccer is. Club soccer is one of those things where it's also, you know, it'll, it'll have nasty moments. It'll get physical, but everybody knows what they're doing. You know, it's like when you play an awesome pickup basketball game and you're in a game where everybody knows what to do and nobody's going to get it with an elbow. There's just, it's almost like a giant ballet. Mm -hmm. High school soccer, there's some wild cards. Mm. You have some kids that maybe weren't, weren't as well trained as some of the club kids who try to make up for it by just kicking you in the back of your leg as you're dribbling by them. Mm. Uh, The elbows are up way more physical. So we have, we have this game there's this annual extravaganza game that our school plays against Brentwood. And there was like 350 people there. And at one point there was a goal kick that my daughter was going for. And the sweeper basically Earl Thomas her and my daughter was Gronk. And my daughter usually doesn't go down. She's, you know, she's just a strong kid. I mean, you posted that. I said that was talk about pro wrestling. That was Roman Reigns spear. Right yeah, there. it was, was bad. I, I yeah. put it on Facebook just for my friends and people were absolutely shocked that she didn't get a concussion and all Ugh. this stuff. So I've been going to these games and she was fine. She ended up coming back in. No yellow card. And I hate Brentwood and they're the Cobra Kai of LA prep schools. But anyway, <laughs> um, so I go to these games and I'm just terrified she's going to get hurt, you know, because it's just like, you just never know. Thursday, we're playing this team. It's near the end. We're losing. And there's a ball. It's like, it's kind of a a cross that bounces and it's going toward the goal. And Z has a chance to, to get a header and the goal is coming out. And these are always my worst case scenario collisions. Mm -hmm. Like if you watch soccer, if you play the high forward position, the the most common play you're going to get hurt is when the goal is coming out and the high forwards going for the ball and they don't see each other and they hit heads. There's mm. all, all these ways it can go bad. So every time that happens, I just stop breathing. Mm. Collision. And Z goes down and she oh, goes no. down. She's not moving. Like she's just on her side, not moving. And two seconds pass, three seconds pass. She doesn't move. And I don't know what happened, but I just started walking on the field because it's like, it's your kid. Your kid's yeah. hurt. You think your kid's out. Yeah. But as a parent, you're not supposed to go on the field. So I took two mm. steps, but I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm just walking toward my injured kid. And then the parents on my team are like, hey, get off the field because you can, you, know, you can get like a whatever. And so I, I realized and I hop back and then she gets up. First, she does, she does kind of the Paul Pierce wheelchair where she kind of gets up and she's like feeling her jaw. And she's really mad and finishes the game and she's just pissed off and so mad that because it turns out the goalie was trying to punch the ball and actually hit her in the chin. Oh. Mm-hmm. But she would she as we're driving home, and I'm like, I I thought you were like out cold. I walked on the field and she's like, Oh, I was trying to get the penalty. Is that right? <laughs> I was like, What the fuck? The I had like a heart attack. The flop. It was like her first flop. Her first flop. <laughs> she went down and what? she was just like, I, I knew it she, hit and it hurt. And I just thought if I lay down, maybe they'd get a yeah, yellow card. I was like, You can't do that again. <laughs> That's not fair. The flop doesn't mean dead. Yeah. <laughs> you got to roll around. You got to right. writhe around a little bit. I was bit. like, You got to move a little. I thought you were you were dead. And she's like, Oh, well, I thought if I lay there longer, they might get oh, a no. I'm like, Oh, oh my wow. God. <laughs> 
I so, think she needs to do something. You have to signal. Bring the Houston Astros and then you need a signal. You need like a, a three flails with the right hand or something. And and that's how you know she's all right. She's just milking it for the yellow. Yeah, get, well, a, get a buzzer in there. So yeah. high school soccer is teaching my daughter how to get the crap kicked out of her, how to flop for penalties, and that Brentwood is the Cobra Kai of the that's uh, great. of LA. And there you go. That's good job corner. by you, Zoe. Um, let's take one more break and then we'll do uh curb your enthusiasm. Hey, Simply Safe Home Security is like getting commercial grade enterprise level security for your own home. Think about the security Fortune 500 companies use. This is exactly the kind of security you get with Simply Safe. I might need it for the guest house because house might try to steal. I'm going to break chair. in here and just give myself massages in this chair. <laughs> if there's a break in, Simply Safe uses real video evidence to give police an eyewitness account of the crime. That means police dispatch up to 350% faster than for a normal burglar alarm. And with Simply Safe, you get comprehensive protection for your home. Outdoor cameras, doorbells alert you to everyone approaching. No indoor cameras, right? No. Entry entry motion, glass break sensors guard inside. Wow, no. Don't have any of the cameras pointed at the massage chair. <laughs> Simply Safe protects your home from fires, water damage, carbon monoxide poisoning, and Joe House. It's all monitored 24-7 by live security professionals. You can set it up yourself with no tools needed, or they can do it for you. Only 50 cents a day with no contracts. Go to simplysafe.com slash BS today. Get a free Simply Safe security camera. Camera. Normally $100. Go today. It's free. It will help you capture crucial evidence for the police and get 350% faster. Dispatch simplysafe.com slash BS. That is Simply Safe with two eyes. All right, we're going to talk about Curb one second. You have an RIP for us, Sal. Yeah, Rocky Johnson. I mean, he was one of the first I remember tag team champs with Tony Atlas, obviously The Rock, Dwayne Johnson's father. Uh, yeah, he was, he was, what a, what a physique. Nothing like you've ever seen um, back then. And he was a talented wrestler back in the uh, early, mid 80s. And uh, he'll be missed. Soul Patrol was yeah. their tag team. How did they ever lose? Look into, at the two of them. But that was the thing that WWE was. How did they ever lose? Pretty racist back then. Hey, what? They Hold used on to, a minute. No, but they used to do this thing where like Tony Atlas would always almost win the title. And then I was like, oh, if he wasn't so dumb, he would have won the title. Like it was really fucked oh, up. Oh yeah, they would say that. Yeah. It was sure. always like he would get distracted by Captain Lou Albano or Freddie Blassie and Mm -hmm. He just, he couldn't play the mental game. That's why he couldn't win and the title. And you also couldn't have two African-American wrestlers at the top of a card. Like S.D. Jones, True. whatever, his fate was set early and he was going to be a jobber, but he could never rise to the level of Rocky because he couldn't have more than two right right there at the top. Even Superfly Snooker, who was yeah. the most popular guy for like a year before Hogan. Mm -hmm. And that, they could never give him the title either. Right. Because it had to be Bob Backlund with the fucking crew cut from Minnesota, wherever yep. he was from. Harvard step. Yeah, down. Rocky Johnson, best drop kicks of that era. Yeah. The physicality. Used to, everyone else would do the drop kicks and they would hit somebody like kind of lower sternum. Rocky Johnson would like go for the, you know, he'd drop kick the dude's head. Yeah, way He'd up get high. you in the neck. He'd, he'd do the, the foot shuffle. He did a nice sunset flip. He did it all. He was one of those born too soon guys because I think he was so athletic. Mm -hmm. The sport didn't start to get aerial until snooka and R ricky steamboat mid 80s and right. guys started jumping off the top rope all that stuff he would have i think done all that but nobody did that in the 70s right I so agree. It was a lot yeah, he more. was a good deal older than uh tony atlas too so when that happened i ended up on an internet deep dive because um there was always this you know they gave them the tag team title and then something happened with atlas and rocky johnson 
mm-hmm. where they didn't get along for a little while. And, I, I listened to all those interviews. Yeah, too. so there's all these yeah. interviews and you could just go and there's really nothing sadder than the old wrestling interviews uh, with mm-hmm. the guy looks, you know, the old wrestler looks 30 years older than he actually is. Mm-hmm. And then the guy interviewing the old wrestler is always the most depressing human being on the internet. Yeah. Maybe it's the people who make the basketball uh, strategy instructional videos might be more depressing. I don't know. <laughs> um, but those, the combo of those, and it's always like at some card show or in some lobby of a Super 8 in Newark. Yeah. And it's like, Tony, what happened with you and superstar Billy Graham? Right. He, he, he wasn't nice to you, was he? And and then and the, you know the wrestler can't remember anything, mm-hmm. but it's just weird. There's some weird details. Well, and then, and then it's like, and Rocky and I, we had our differences. He talks about Rocky Johnson. He's like, you know, he left me in an arena a couple times, and then I found out, oh, it's because I was on drugs and I wanted to bring drugs in his car. It's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> it's like so I forgave him. <laughs> I don't know why he doesn't have a podcast on the Ringer Podcast yeah. Network. <laughs> the uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm comes back. This show has been in our lives for 20 years. I was living in Boston and writing the Boston Sports Guy website when this show started. I didn't know Sal. I Is it House, really obviously. that long? Yeah. 2000. Why? Y2K. And still going. And I was a little nervous because at some point these things have to end. And I thought this was one of the funniest episodes. I was watching a bunch of them this weekend. They were having mm-hmm. marathons on two different HBO channels. And I hadn't seen some of them in a while and I was just enjoying it so much. And I was just like, man, I hope they're like 70% as the new ones are 70% as good. House and I were dying. Was and Kyle good. was, Kyle was keeled over. It was just really, it was a really strong one. I was happy with it. What was it your, was good. What was oh, your go best ahead, moment? Go. What was your best moment, Cuz? I like the uh, Harvey Weinstein stuff because oh I, I, had, I was thinking exactly <laughs> that like two days ago, driving in my car. I was like, you know, Jeff, Jeff Garland looks like Harvey Weinstein a little. I wonder if they'll do something with that. And they nailed it and they brought it back at the end too. It was great. I also, I loved when he, he broke the selfie stick. Yeah. And he, uh, and then when he knocked over all the bird scooters, mm-hmm. just casually, it's not even mentioned. He just knocks them all over. I think they're establishing that he is just doesn't belong in this current society anymore, which is the card I had been waiting for them to play and they're finally playing it. Well, I, and the other thing is that they uh, like blasted out of a cannon this season. Like usually there's about six things that bother him. And it's like, oh yeah, that bothers me too. There were like 40. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. We're just going to write down all of them. <laughs> so I don't even care if it makes, he's sticking his nose in coffee. He's like, all right, they would just heat up the coffee. The guy wouldn't kick him out. Right. <laughs> but there was some good stuff. But I do want to say um, uh, Super Dave was. Yeah, missed. I want to talk I, about that. So, I was hoping they'd make a hologram of him or something. Obviously, he passed last January. And his wife, uh, Simmons, wanted to thank you. She read the uh, article on the ringer, Berta Einstein. And oh. uh, she wanted to thank you. Yeah, she said that was great. And um, yeah, just the fact that well, That's by back. Justin Sales. They, fellow yeah, that's Massel. Right. That's um, right. <laughs> the, uh, the, they didn't play the card today, but you know they will. Yeah. They're not, he's not going through the whole season without some sort of Marty Funkhauser or something. It'll yeah, be Marty died and left something crazy to Larry in his will, or they mm-hmm. it will be it will turn into an episode, right? Sat, right, House? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, there's gonna be I bet it it goes a, a, a while. Like there's just the way that that um you know they they Larry t- takes uh the nugget of something, drops it in at some point, and then it, it'll it'll be, you know, I bet it's like four or five episodes worth. Yeah. 
I was, uh, the Seinfeld season was on that Curb did. Oh yeah. And, and I knew, I knew it was the episode and then I, and you could just go online and YouTube and watch it when Super Dave tells Seinfeld the joke. The joke. And yeah. I was just waiting for it for 15 minutes or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Your <laughs> is in the sink. Bleep that, Kyle. <laughs> uh, Don't think, bleep that, Kyle. <laughs> I, it's my single favorite Curb moment. Yeah, I think it is. It's it's really hard to top because you get Jerry laughing legitimately. Just <laughs> legitimate belly laugh. Well, and then also we made, didn't we make him, didn't we make Super Dave tell the story on your podcast about oh, that yes. scene? Yeah, he told it. He did. And yeah, it, it go was, back and listen to that too. That's a great one. It was shocking to both of us, but he was really proud of it. Right. And, and, and really praised himself, which Nobody is unlike Super Dave. Stupid, dirty jokes more than Super Dave. <laughs> Yeah, I hear him. I I, I forget him immediately. He, he's like he had a, like a catalog. Well, it's awesome that he lives on in that show. Yeah, definitely. You know, because I think some of the other stuff he did, even if you like, if you watch the old series on Showtime, it's pretty dated. Yeah, you know, it feels, sure. it feels like it belongs to a certain era. The Curb stuff is timeless. Yeah, my daughter mm -hmm. actually was watching a couple of them with us this weekend and just started getting into it. And I was thinking like, did there's just going to be new generations that go into the show a lot. Like, uh, you know, like what well, my kid, my son and, and uh, my 14 year old and all his friends watched all the offices. I was like, this is different, but uh, you could sink your teeth into this too. Yeah. 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 It's definitely some inappropriate content, but mm -hmm. it's okay. I'm glad it's back. Yep. I would also recommend, um, the outsider. I keep hearing that. Brad is uh, our friend. Randy is just killing me for not watching it. I, I oh, he that. likes it. Yeah, he loves it. Yeah. And then Homeland's coming back. Uh, enough. Of that. Come on. I'm, I'm out last of year. Homeland too. Last year. She should have died two years ago. Oh, she's coming <laughs> on the it. BS pod soon. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Claire. <laughs> big fan. Big fan. Big think, fan of your work. You meant the character should have died. <laughs> yeah, the character, of course. Yeah, she she'll did. live on. In Nine lives. That character. <laughs> yeah. Sal, what else do you have? Anything? Uh, that's it. What do we have? Uh, against the odds on Wednesday, we'll go over some of the early Super Bowl props. Lock it in 430 to 530 Eastern on FS1. And we're going to dinner this week. And mm. you better eat, Simmons. I know you're like, oh, I lost eight pounds. And I'm not, this is not going to be one of those things where you watch us. You need to participate. I ate today. You did you eat. Did? We, had, we had chicken parm. We had pizza. I don't know how much of it was gluten-free. We ordered a giant John and Vinny spread. So. All yeah. right, good. That's why House barely talked during the pod. Well, <laughs> that and the, the massage. The 10 pounds of food he ate and the glute massage, and the my, combo of it. My chakra. Oh, we never... <laughs> We never really talked about United Airlines. Let's do that, and then we'll. What go happened? On. No, no, no. It's it, I, I, it really wasn't their fault. I mean, I think that's their slogan. <laughs> United it really Airlines wasn't is our coming fault. on against a lot. They so bring, maybe we shouldn't talk about. They it. bring every single. They, everybody's loaded onto the plane. Fifteen minutes before we're scheduled to take off, they do a safety check. Somebody outside notices that there are some nicks on the blade inside the engine. Yeah. <laughs> they think it was caused by rocks and it's like, well, we can file it down, but then we have to see whether or not if we file it, it takes it out of uh equilibrium or whatever it is. There's a I can remember the calibration, the term of art that they tried to use on us to make us all feel <laughs> stupid. But you know, they string us along in 15 minute increments. So you're on the you I'm supposed to leave at 8 30 in the morning, Washington, DC time, and they don't they leave us on the plane all the way until 
10.30. Oh, my God. And they, they finally are like, okay, that's, we're not going to get this fixed. You got to get off. Uh, and then it's like we we might be able to get another airplane or you're going to go on the 5 this, o'clock flight. This doesn't sound like United Airlines at all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the butt fuck is I had to get up at 5.45 in the morning for an 8.30 flight. Like... If the guy could have inspected it, you know, literally, or I could have come four hours later. Like, I yeah. don't mind but spending the time at the airport, the airport airports. And I do. You guys just had this problem at LAX, mm -hmm. the filthiest places on, on earth. Right. Like the, the, the air, because people have to sit. Right. Uh, and, and, and convenience. Yeah, like yeah well, exactly. The good news is that there's a ton of dogs now because we needed that. Oh, yeah. I sat across airport, from a, airports were disgusting enough. Now we need dogs. I have three dogs. I'm allowed to say this. I sat across from a dog on on you know the five hour trip. Yeah, I don't think that's <laughs> nice to call our doghouse. <laughs> no, I was a, I was actual dog. Sorry. Uh, the yeah, I was going to ask you how many dogs on the plane. I only saw one, but that doesn't mean that there were. I only saw one. We flew back from Boston on at the end of December. Is eleven dogs on the plane? Oh, shut up! No, eleven. Eleven dogs. I'm telling you, there's 11 dogs in the plane. What are you talking about? People fly with their fucking dogs, and they think it's like they, instead of paying to put them in a kennel, they just put them in an airplane. Oh, that's enough of that. I did a hottest take that I don't I don't think we've run yet about this, how this needs to end. And I think I'm allowed to do it because I've had five dogs in the last 15 years, and I currently have three. I love dogs. That doesn't mean you, they should you be You may want to bring Carol on that for the emotional support animal. He's, um, yeah, unless, I don't know, is your hottest takes usually go like two and a half hours? Not really, right? <laughs> is there any way he could merge that with the goalpost? I think, <laughs> yeah, it's a, I think if so. it's a service dog, it's one thing. But if it's, no, I got my buddy who's a doctor to write me a note so I could bring my golden retriever on the plane when there's nothing wrong with me. Like, that's fucking right. crazy. And that's what's happening now. Yeah. Don't bring your dogs on airplanes. Nobody wants yeah. to see your dog. Keep them at home. And, and flight attendants... Don't be nicer to the people who has the dog than the normal human being in the seat next to them. It's not, it's not hard to have a dog and carry a dog. It's not hard to rescue a dog. It's not hard to bring a dog on an airplane. You don't get special bonus points. Amen. I don't, I don't disagree with any of that. Sorry. Yeah, I just you just had your Corolla rant for seven hours. Now you're going to listen to me. Yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> all right, Sal. As always, good job by you. Good job by you. All right, thanks to ZipRecruiter. Thanks to House and Sal. Thanks to Sonos. Remember... Check out the Sonos Move for both indoor and outdoor listening. I can't recommend it highly enough. Experience impressive bass, ultra-wide soundscape, clear details for music. Bring it, podcast, radio, whatever you want. Bring it on the golf course with you. Bring yeah. it on the massage chair. You can have Bring it right it on, on your lap chair. right now. You can enjoy up to 10 hours of battery life on a single charge. Go to Sonos.com to learn more. And thanks to Simply Safe, comprehensive enterprise level security for your own home. If there's a break-in, if somebody tries to steal your massage chair, Simply Safe uses real video evidence to give police an eyewitness account of the crime. We have two eyewitnesses right now, so we won't need an eyewitness in this case. But normally, uh, it costs just 50 cents a day. Go to simplysafe.com slash BS. Get a free Simply Safe security camera. Normally $100. Go today. It's free. It will help you capture crucial evidence for the police and get 350% faster dispatch. SimplySafe.com slash BS. Simply Safe with two eyes. We will see you Tuesday with that mega NBA pod, me, House, and Marcillo. And we'll be putting that up probably late afternoon Tuesday, your time. So look out for it then. Until that moment, enjoy the next couple of days. <laughs>